15 signs she's your best friend for life. Let's go! Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season 3 Episode 12. This is your host, Amy. Today we're back with Friendship Series Number 2, and I'll be talking about my best friend. And she's also like a sister to me. Her name is Ellie Park. For those who have been following Midnight O2 for a while, yes, she did show up on the show as a guest. We talked about different things in LA, like boba and recommended places. Okay, so let's jump right in. So actually, today before I started recording, I was reading random articles online, and I came across this one from MissMalini.com. It's 15 signs she's your best friend forever for life. I usually don't like articles that starts with 10 signs a man likes you. 10, 10 signs this girl is like your one, one and only, that kind of thing. But then, you know, since we're doing a basic friendship <laughs> series between me and Ellie, I decided I want to go through this with you right here right now yep so here we go number one you can converse through eye contact okay i think this is very true fair enough <laughs> i've had moments in the conversation or when she feels awkward she gives me that kind of stare and then i would just look at her and i understand without a word from her i totally guess she wants to be out of there she needs me to say something to get her out she feels uncomfortable but she doesn't have to say it i could just tell Okay, true. Number two, you're more scared of her than your own parents. <laughs> I think this is the other way around. She's more scared of me than her own parents. So I always get calls from her in the middle of the night. Yes, I do pick up when calls are from her at like 3 or 4 a.m. And she would call me be like, hey, something happened. And I knew it. And the first thing I'll say is, okay. And she usually says, you're the first person I, I tell this to, blah, 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 and I'm like scared that you'll get mad at me. And I was like, why would I be mad at you? It's your decision, it's your life, but I'm here to listen to what you have to say. And But she knows me so well, and I also know all her secrets. <laughs> yep, you don't want to mess with me, girl. <laughs> all right, number three, she'll tell you off in a brutal way if she has to. Hmm, I think this one, this one kind of hit home. <laughs> so months ago, I had this conversation with her. She suddenly messaged me, said, there was something you said to me three months ago that made me really upset. And I was like, what? Three months ago? I don't remember what I said. I don't, I really don't. If, if I said something that offended you, you should have told me then. She said, yeah, but the way you said this made me feel stupid. And then she's always really straight up to me sometimes i guess after afterwards it'll take her some time to process and she's gonna be hurt by herself and think and think and I, I find that really cute of her actually she is just the type of girl that is very pure i guess pure-hearted but also very honest and very nice to everybody around her and when i make her feel a certain way she's always honest and she validates her own feelings which is good and if she feels angry or mad or upset she will come to me right off and just tell me so i think that's very very great to to have a friend like that just because we could be always honest and direct with each other 
And sometimes I would totally just say to her, "What do you want me to say? Do you want me to give you a suggestion, or do you just want me to listen?" <laughs> and sometimes she said, "Okay, let me just rant about what happened. I'm just gonna、uh, blah 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 and talk and talk and talk. So just listen." And I said, "Okay." And I put the phone on speaker. <laughs> just put my phone there. I'm listening. And two hours later, <laughs> I guess that's what best friends are for. The longest time we've ever talked. Was about like seven hours a day. That was the moment I wondered if I'm the reason she doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Is it okay if I say this on the show, Ellie? For those who are interested, please contact the number below. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, not funny. Moving on. Number four, she'll comfort you when you're down and out. This is for real. For real, she's one of the four and five people in the entire world that see me cry. I don't really, I don't really cry in front of people. I just hold everything in and just process them by myself through writing, as you know, if you're my reader. However, it's different though. When she asks me, "Are you okay?" I just crash. I just break down in front of her. It shows how much I trust her. Just very comfortable to be around her, and she gives me comfort too. I do the same with her. We've known each other for a long, long time. Our friendship has been developing to different levels throughout the past ten years. We've known each other since middle school, so eighth grade. That would be eighth grade, ninth grade, all the way high school. And we went to different states for college, and then we we were living in different cities. Now she's all the way across the ocean. With different time zones, but we're always there to support each other, no matter what happens. And she seen me ugly cry, like really ugly cry, with like makeup all smushed out. <laughs> And by the way, I'm back in my studio in Seattle. So if you hear some raindrops in the background, don't worry, I'm in Seattle. And it's true, this noise is not added on <laughs> afterwards. So I hope you like that. Okay, back to our topic. She seen me cry through like beef noodle soup when we were in high school. I talked about a bunch of traumatic events, and she was just there. Afterwards, I told her I don't remember what the beef noodle soup tasted like, and she said it's okay. We'll go again. <laughs> I found that really cute. I just remembered. I don't know if you remember Ellie, if you're listening, and. She's also very honest with me in terms of you know how I published my first book, and she said, "Yeah, I will pre-order one, but you know I probably would never finish it." But my mom says she wants to read it though, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'll still sign one for you with your name on it." She's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll keep it." But I know she probably only got through like two poems. <laughs> she's not a big reader at all, but you know she's my best friend, and I'm thankful for her in my life. She's really like a sister to me. I just want to protect her, and I really wish her all the best throughout everything. Oh, this is gonna make me cry. And we we cry so much when when we're together. Sometimes all of a sudden I get emotional and I text her, "Hey, I really love you as my sister. I'm so glad to have you." And she'd be like, "Aww." And I'll tell her, "I think you're a really nice person. You're a really sincere, genuine person. And the world needs people like you." And she would just cry. She's like, "Ah, you too!" And we're just two girls crying <laughs> out of nowhere, out of you know all the emotional stuffs going on. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me and her. But sometimes when we're together, we're like that. And number five, she'll fight the world for you. Yes, she will. She definitely will. And I would do the same for her. Whatever that I face that's unjust, she gets so mad. 
she would text me like all in capitals. How did that even happen to you? Why did they say that? And I would just feel very protected, and I do the same with her. <laughs> There was one time in the middle of the night. I think she just met someone that she liked. I think on the internet, she sent me seventy slides of screenshots in the middle of the night. She said, "What? What should I reply? What do I do?" I was like, "I'm kind of tired from work. Can I just rest and go to sleep?" She said, "No, but please help. I don't know." And she, as soon as she sent me the crying face, I felt okay. I melted. I just had to. I had to reply. So I pretty much just okay. I'll read through all seventy screenshots of yours, and tell you what to reply. Okay. Uh, the story after that was just. I stopped replying for my friends, for the crushes I have, because that's not who they really are. And the problem with that is when girls later on ended up going on dates with the guy, the guy would be like, "Wait, you kind of sound different. The way that you talk, the style, the words that you use, just kind of different." So in the end, I just stopped doing that. FYI. Okay, next up. If you hate someone, she hates them. Period. Uh, this one is debatable because I'm someone who's very logical. My logic rules over my feelings, even though I'm a writer. But when it comes to decisions, I know what I want, especially in relationships as well. She's very loyal to me; it's true. However, if I dislike someone, which rarely happens, I don't really dislike people. I there there are a group of people that I would care deeply about, but there are another group of people that I'm they're just not on my mind, and I don't have opinion or anything against them. But I think. Ellie is someone who has strong opinion <laughs> when it comes to people. So when she dislikes someone, let's say, I would just think about, okay, that's your opinion. Not necessarily, I would do the same. So the next one, she needs to approve the guy you date. Oh, that is so true. Okay, I remember. This is really funny. Alright, here, here it comes. When I first told her that I have a boyfriend, I got a boyfriend. She got so mad at me. She was like. Beep! How could you do this to me? You betrayed me! Oh, I'm not. I'm never gonna talk to you for three days. And she literally didn't reply to my calls, didn't reply to my texts for three days straight. At that moment, I I I was shocked because I was just I just wanted to share her that oh I really like this guy. We're now in a relationship. It's official. And then she just. All of a sudden, just stopped talking to me, and she said she got really jealous. She felt like you know, but that was back then when we were younger. And now these days, all of a sudden, she's happy for my relationship. She'd be like, "Yeah, stop it. I know you guys are cute. I approve. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Nah,、no, that's good. Good for you. <laughs> that's her attitude. Good for you." And smiley face, passive aggressive.、Uh, but I like that about her. It's kind of it's kind of cute. Okay. Number eight, you have too many inside jokes. I feel like she will have more inside jokes with other people. I'm just not as funny, not as great. I don't know. I feel like at one point in my life, I just have this random thought I want to do stand-up comedy, but I feel like I'm always gonna have tough crowds and they're not gonna laugh, and I'm I'm gonna feel bad, and I'm gonna go home and just write more articles about nobody laughing at my jokes. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if that happens. But I also want to get on TED Talk, so that's a lot on my list. It's okay. We still got. More and more and more years to come, and more episodes. We'll see how life goes. Okay, inside in terms of inside jokes, I don't think we have that much. Okay, number nine. People often think you're sisters, and not really. We dress very different. 
the way we dress completely different actually and she does different styles completely different when it comes to her hair her makeup her lashes her contours and her nails everything's so different we also have very different skin color and we used to be the same height but she's skinnier than me <laughs> i have a uh, bigger bone structure but then I ended up just growing growing taller and taller for like the past four or five years. So I'm five centimeters taller than her. And for those who are used to inch, that's 1.9 inch. So I'm that much taller than her for like the past four or five years. I think I stopped growing, not sure. But yeah, we could still wear the same size shoes and jackets and everything. Okay, you have to talk at least once a day. This used to be a thing when we were in the same time zone. However, we're in different time zones, so there's no way we could bother each other when we have work and just sleeping schedules and everything. But we, when we were in the same time zone, she calls me when she's stuck in traffic. She'll be like, dude, I'm falling asleep, dude, it's been two hours, dude, I drove 45 minutes to get a boba. <laughs> and I'll just make sure that she's awake, because, you know, I, I don't want her to get in trouble. And it's, it's honestly, I think that's the cutest thing. She would put me on a phone. And then she would just go through in a supermarket and be like, oh, that looks good. And I'll be like, what'd you see? She's like, oh, should I get it? Should I just get both? Oh, but they, they both look so nice, the ice cream. And I said, yeah, I'll just get both. <laughs> She's like, okay. Or sometimes I escort her home, like with my voice in the middle of the night when she goes home um, from her sushi store job. So I think that's kind of cute. I miss her and I think she'll be back in LA soon, which means we'll be in the same time zone. So Ellie, please come back. <laughs> I'll call you. I miss calling you after work. Uh, number 11, you fight all the time, but make up real quick. We used to fight more, but not anymore. We rarely fight. So for those who are into 16 personalities, I am ENTJ and she is ISFP. So completely opposite of me. Literally, we are not supposed to get along. And I kept on saying to her if we had met later on in life, I don't think there's a chance that we'll become best friends. But we met really early on when we were a little bit younger and we were still developing our personalities. And we went through a lot together just because we shared so much memories in common. We were able to relate and just understand more and be there for each other. There was one time that we were in different friend groups and we stopped talking for one year, one year and a half. It was after a miscommunication and misunderstanding. There was one time, I think it was, yeah, when we went to high school together, we just stopped talking to each other. We stopped even saying hi on the hallway and it hurt me. At one point, we ended up getting into the same history class again after that class, I decided I want to talk to her. I want to talk it out. And I remember asking her if she could meet me in the library. And I told her we should solve whatever that was happening. And we talked it out. And I told her, let's start everything all over again. This sounds like a romantic relationship, but that's exactly what happened. Actually, let me tell you, my platonic friendships are always more meaningful and more memorable than all the romantic relationships in my life, other than my current one. <laughs> okay, 
well, that's what happened, and we talked it out, and we we never separated ever since. <laughs> and number twelve, you tell each other everything. Yes, literally everything from. Uh, you know, pimples on my back, all the concerns. We tell each other everything. She probably knows all my secrets, and she understands how I feel. And she also knows what I would be thinking. Yeah. Number thirteen. People don't get you're kind of crazy. Yes. So we see each other now like once a year or once every two years. When we see each other at the airport, she'll come pick me up or I go pick her up. It's literally screaming. I will hold a poster with her name on it, be like, "Oh my gosh!" And then people see it. Two girls running at each other with Starbucks coffee on hands, and yelling, screaming, taking photos as if we haven't seen each other for ten years. But we're always very excited. Number fourteen. She's your cheerleader. Yes, I think we're each other's cheerleaders. She would be like, "Cheer up, girl! I got you. I love you. You know, you're the best." And a lot of cute emojis, which I think is very, very sweet. Whoever has her as a wife or as a girlfriend, really, I think it's she's a blessing. She's my biggest support system. She does encourage me a lot to get more out of my life, and she believes in me. That's very important. So I remember when I was having problem deciding what exactly I wanted with my life. Back then, when first year of college, I was struggling to admit how much I wanted to do writing and just go against what my parents wanted. She told me in hotel room when we were on vacation. She said, "Hey, you have to be stubborn. Be stubborn and go fight for what you want." And she just shook my shoulders, and that was just memorable to me. I just looked at her. I think she gave me so much courage, and I've learned a lot from her. And every time I talk about how much I appreciate her, she tears up. And I think that it's that's just so pure of her that she does it. So I cherish this friend a lot. Yes, number fifteen. You're possessive about each other. <laughs> Well, I think girls are always a little bit like this. When you, someone has like,、um, you know, someone calls me, Amy's my best friend. Amy's my sister, and and Ellie would be like, huh, she's my sister. She's my best friend. <laughs> That kind of thing. <laughs> We have many friends, but I think she's sisters. Really, almost like sister, because my parents literally told her, "Do you want to ask your parents to let you become literally our daughter?" <laughs> Like kind of thing in Asian tradition, and I guess that's what makes our friendship really special. I didn't think that I was going to go through all the signs on Miss Milani dot com's blog that fifteen signs she's my best friend, but I guess I was lucky enough to have found a girl like this, and I think you appreciate me too, right, Ellie? <laughs> You better listen to this podcast. I just want to share that I'm very, very thankful for you. And Ellie always tells me that I am the only person she hands handwrites things to. She remembers my birthday, even my anniversary with my boyfriend. She would send me my birthday card and Christmas gift. She plans my birthday like months and months ago. And she has done a lot of great things, like surprise box and just really cute notes, handwritten stuffs. She doesn't really like writing. And the one thing really funny is that she uses ten different colors of just different things when it comes to letters that she sent to me. At one point, I just told her, "Can you just stick with one color, please?" 
understand we study design, we study art. Please take care of my eyes. And yeah, she tried, but it just didn't work that well, I guess. And I write cursive in almost everything to all my friends, but I know she has a pr- she has a hard time reading my cursive handwriting. So I try, I try to not write that. And she was like, "Do you think I don't I don't understand them?" Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cute too.、Uh, this makes me miss her very much. Would definitely give her a huge hug when I see her again. So come back soon to the states, and I miss you lots. That was a different way of doing this friendship series. It's more upbeat. I hope you liked today's content. Actually, so I'm actually getting more responsibilities from my daily life, and I'll probably readjust the schedule of posting these podcasts. But I will keep you guys updated for sure. And I've been writing new stories and new poetry. I will be publishing them. On medium blogs or on my social media, so stay tuned for that. And I think that's it for today's content. We have two more friendship series coming up in the future weeks, so stay tuned and don't forget to comment down below whichever platform that you're using. It really encourages me to do more. It motivates me to keep on doing everything. And it makes me feel better as a creator. <laughs> Just gonna be honest with you right there. And I'm back in the raining Seattle. I hope you had a good night and liked today's content. For more stories, you could always reach me at ahcpoetry@gmail.com or find me on Instagram at ahcpoetry. I'm also on Facebook if you want to read longer posts from me. And last but not least. Have a great rest of your day, and for those who are still not sleeping, get some rest, and good night.